0: Welcome to Greater Life Church. It's great to see you guys. Yeah, clap for that. It was an awesome video. I had nothing to do with it. That's why it was awesome, right? So you guys have fun last week. Feel a little bit more roomy in here today. <laughs> Here's how good God is. If you're, if this is your first time with us today, last week we had one service. Today we have two, and. Uh, so thankful that god has provided for greater life church along the way and every step of the way and how many of you guys know that he stands outside of space and time and he knows what's coming and uh, so it was probably about where are we at about five four or five months ago uh, that the holy spirit spoke to me and then i spoke to Moses, and uh, we wrote it on the board that two services is coming on april whatever today is what is today April 3rd first Sunday of April and uh, so we wrote it on the board then and, and said whoa, whoa what about what about this what about that I'm like, hey, man just put it on there we got to do it and um, last week there was zero parking spaces and of course zero chairs and we don't say any of that for anybody's glory other than God and God alone amen he uses us in spite of ourselves and the more you get to know me the more you'll learn that's the case it's okay, you can laugh. I laugh at myself all the time. My family laughs at me all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm a tough guy. You ready? I have to do a sermon in 30 minutes, and I'm used to 45. So first half will be in English, second half will be in tongues, and you guys can interpret At home, I guess. I don't know. We'll try to get through. No, it's going to be awesome. We are talking about one moment. How long can the sermon be when you're talking about one moment? I will show you. One moment. Today we start a brand new sermon series called One Life. One Life. Our hope in this life is to make an impact on people in such a way that we leave a mark, that we leave... A legacy that somebody remembers us after we're gone. You know, the thing about our lives is they all have a beginning and an end, at least in this world. But then our eternity is determined on what we do in this life. And that's why the things we're talking about today is incredibly important. These moments that could be encounters with God and even with others we're looking today at a story of a man named Zacchaeus I'll be in Luke chapter 19 I'll be reading verse 1 through 10 let me read that first and then we'll go to the Lord in prayer and begin Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 1, says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus, and he was the chief tax collector in the region. He had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way when Jesus came by he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name Zacchaeus he said quick come down I must be a guest in your home today Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus and took Jesus to his house with great excitement and joy but the people were displeased He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. for This man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save those who are lost. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, help this preacher to bring the message that our hearts need. May we be in tune by the power of the Holy Spirit to learn something that applies to our lives, that encourages us and inspires us. more than that, God, may you do something eternal in this moment. May your word do what it's promised to do, to not return void, but to accomplish the purpose that it's set out to accomplish. We'll give you all the glory and we'll give you all the praise. We thank you for the moment that we have today to be together in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Who is Jesus? One life. Is our sermon series and the one life we're talking about is Jesus Christ. It was a man historically who walked on this earth over 2,000 years ago. Both secular and religious texts will all say the same thing. There was a man named Jesus who had a huge following and was said to work miracles and do great things. There was a man named Jesus that was crucified and tortured by the Romans. There was a man named Jesus whose body went missing. All of these things are in secular historical documents and, of course, the story is in Scripture. Where secular historical documents stop short as they say his body went missing. But how many of you guys know his body is missing because it's not in the tomb, it's up and walking around and sitting at the right hand of the Father, amen? Who is Jesus. The fancy term of the study of who who is Jesus is Christology. I say that so you know that I went to Bible college. Now that we've got that out of the way, Jesus was fully God and fully man. To take God, the creator, and to somehow supernaturally, miraculously, amazingly, bring it to a place where a body of flesh can contain it is nothing short of unbelievable. I remember a subway commercial not that long ago where the people would button their shirts and then the buttons would fly off. Anybody else remember it? And as I was sitting there, I was thinking, That's the kind of picture that God gives me in my mind when I think of God fitting in to humanity, (laughs) right? The The button flying off. But reality is it's so much of power. It's so much of anointing. It's so much of just amazing to fit in this flimsy body. It blows my mind. And even to start as a baby, in a manger, the creator. And yet Jesus was fully God and fully man. And this is the truth we believe. This is the truth that Greater Life Church believes on because no other person, no other man could die and give you hope for eternal life. Only Jesus, who's fully God and fully man. And and, and when you read about the cross, we'll get to it in another time, but when you read about the cross, it was Jesus that decided when he was gonna die. He said, it is finished. And he gave up his spirit. This is the Jesus we're talking about. This is the one life. The one life of Jesus is impactful because it is a supernatural life. He is so much more than a great teacher. He was so much more than a great friend. He was so much more than a compassionate leader. He was and he is the savior of the world and the king of kings. He began his ministry on earth at the age of 30. And if you dig in, you find out that in the uh, Jewish tradition, in the priesthood, the priest would begin their ministry at the age of 30. And so at the age of 30, Jesus left the carpenter shop and said, now's the time that I begin the ministry that I was placed here to accomplish. And in three short years, three short years, the entire world was flipped upside down by his power. In three short years, working miracles and impacting thousands upon thousands, changed into today, millions upon millions Change for all eternity we begin by looking at a moment a single moment an encounter that jesus had with a man named zacchaeus but it was so much more than that i hope and pray that today that each and every one of us will have an encounter in this moment with jesus Interestingly enough, we have to understand that our relationship with God is a two-way street. It's not us looking up to heaven and saying something and getting nothing in response. There's lots of religions out there that you can go and, and shop out and find exactly that. I'm reminded of the miracle of Mount Carmel when the prophets of Baal were reaching and calling and screaming to a God who was not listening because it was a false God to begin with. You see, we serve a God that wants to interact with us. That's why he put on flesh and walked among us. Today, it's something that we also play a part in. The encounter with Jesus, we have a responsibility. We have a role. We must interact with him and say yes when he passes our way. Today we learn what Jesus' role in this one moment and this one encounter in Luke chapter 19. And we learn what Zacchaeus and what his role was. Really, if you take anything away today, you need to understand that Jesus loves you. Jesus wants you to live your life for his glory, not your own. And that's gonna require some effort on your part. I'm I'm up to three now. Also, (laughs) remember, that you cannot work hard enough to earn salvation work all you want do things for god all you want but that's not how salvation happens salvation is in christ alone by grace through faith amen our working for him are our efforts to pour back into the kingdom as thanksgiving and as praise to him if you're taking notes on your note sheets They'll be coming up on the screen. I'd like for you to do a little practice here. First of all, number one says, Jesus is passing, so be ready. Jesus is passing, so be ready. So I want you to circle, if you're taking notes, Jesus is passing because that's his role. Jesus is passing by. I'm always amazed at John chapter 14, I believe it is when Jesus talks to his disciples. And he says, I'm going to leave you. And it's going to be a good thing. And I'm always just, it's, it staggers the mind to think if I were a disciple standing there and I'd seen miracles and I've seen teaching and I've, and I've followed him, I've given up my whole life to follow Jesus. And then he says, hey, by the way, I'm leaving and it's going to be good for you. What? How? Because the Holy Spirit will come you see the thing is in this story Jesus is passing by because Jesus was both fully God and fully man and he was limited to be in one place at one time during his ministry here on the earth but how many of you guys understand that by sending the Holy Spirit we live in a day and an age that the body of Christ gets together all over the world and we experience the same presence of Jesus by the power of the Spirit so yes it was good that he left because he was able to send his presence his Spirit to be with us Jesus is passing by, so be ready. Jesus' role is He will be with us and He will send His Spirit. In In this story, Jesus was passing by. He got close enough for Zacchaeus to respond. A few things about Zacchaeus in verse number one through four, it lays out who Zacchaeus was. There was a man named Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector in the region. He tried to look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Now, a couple of things I'd like for you to see. First of all, he wasn't just short in stature. That's what it says. And we have to be reminded that when Jesus would go places, it wasn't just him and his 12 disciples. It was hundreds of people that would flock around him. He was short in stature, and so he had to plan ahead. He had to be ready to encounter Jesus. Interestingly enough, being short is only dependent on who you're surrounded by at the time, right? Depends on who's standing near you. I imagine when one of the people on our staff stand near his son, he's the tallest one in the room. It's Moises. But when it's me, him, and Wes standing together, hey, he's Zacchaeus. Sorry. I didn't see you back there. He's in here. I thought he left. Such an encouraging pastor to the team. Anyway, point is this. It's who you're compared to. And how many of you guys know that the enemy of contentment is comparison? You walk around seeing what God done in other people's lives, and you're like, man, I can never do that. I can never be that. I can never uh, accomplish that. Uh, Woe is me. And God is saying, listen, just take another step forward. Stop worrying about the leap and the run. Zacchaeus was short in stature compared to the crown and him. So what did he do? He climbed a tree. He positioned himself to see Jesus. Can I just tell you, one of the greatest things you can do early in your day is position yourself to see Jesus. Quickly, we get caught up. And by the time our day starts, we've, we've already forgotten about that time to spend with the Lord. He positioned himself to see Jesus. He was also short in character. The fact that he was a chief tax collector tells us who this man was. They were hated by the community, and rightfully so. They were scoundrels, they were thieves, they were liars. They worked for the Roman government, the occupiers. They basically said, go and collect this amount and make sure you bring it to us. And they took the liberty to go and collect that amount and then take above and beyond that and put it in their own pocket. And the people didn't know how much they were supposed to give based on the tax collector could say any number. It didn't matter. Can I just tell you something? During tax season, when you get money back, many of us get excited about getting money back, but if you're getting a lot of money back, you're doing it wrong. That means Uncle Sam got your money for the whole year and blesses you by giving you back your money. Change the withholdings. Anyway, anyway. Listen, I was there back in the day, taxes. What? We got what back? Yes. Forgot they were taking that stuff every week. Sorry. Typically, I stand out from behind this when I say things like that, so I missed that one. I didn't. I stayed behind the pulpit. Okay, here we go. Short in character. He took more than was required. Listen, the tax collectors of the ancient world were the snitches. And how many of you guys understand that snitches get blessed when Jesus passes by? That's right. That's right. You're with me. I need to stop watching Netflix. (laughs) Stitches get stitches, man. He was also short in chance of salvation. Catch this one. Luke chapter 18, which is a chapter before. Jesus is going through his ministry. He's going through his life. He has an interaction in Luke chapter 18 with a rich man. The rich man says, hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? What do I need to do? And he says, sell all your stuff. In verse 23 it says but when the man heard this he became very sad because he was very rich when Jesus saw this he said how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven in fact it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God now if you've been around church life for any period of time you probably heard a big teaching on the camel and the eye of the needle and how he's not talking about a needle here he's talking about a gate that's in Jerusalem called the eye of the needle, and it's about yay high. Friend, it don't matter if it's a yay high gate or an actual needle. The fact is a camel ain't going through there. Beyond a miracle. And now Zacchaeus, a rich man, Jesus just said, it's really hard for them to come through and to get eternal life. It's very challenging but how many of you guys know there's another place in scripture that says nothing is impossible with god camel or not elephant blue whale just i mean it can go through any eye of any needle anywhere but it is challenging short and chance of salvation the second thing i want you to see here is jesus sees you number two jesus sees you so be open jesus sees you so be open Jesus' role is to see you. That's he knows the hair on your head. He knows your thoughts before you even think them. He knows your innermost thoughts and the things you're hiding from everybody and he loves you anyway. Somebody needs to thank God for that. He knows you. He created you to be this aggravating person that gets on everybody's nerves. And he loves you Anyway. Amen? God looks down on you, not with anger and judgment, but with love and says, please choose my son. Please take this gift of salvation. Please spend eternity with me. Listen, I don't know about you, but I haven't met a whole lot of people that I'm okay with spending eternity with. That's why I'm thankful that heaven, when we get into heaven, it's like we go through this car wash kind of thing and all of the bad attributes are left behind us and we're just fun that's the way I picture it some of y'all need to go through a couple times let me just go it's like a a, a metal detector you're going through it's still beeping I don't know this guy uh. <laughs> okay okay I'm picturing heavenly TSA pulling you to the side say come on we got to figure this out <laughs> Supervisor, yeah, we got one that can't get through the, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, 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 we're still trying to figure out, wait, are you a Duke fan? I had to do it, I had to do it, I had to do it. Lord, redeem the last minute. Here we go, here we go back into scripture my daughter warned me don't do it dad people be mad at you they're always mad at me grace you know (laughs) here we go Jesus sees you so be open verse 5 and 6 says when Jesus came by he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name Zacchaeus that's how I picture it crowd of people Zacchaeus hanging Zacchaeus oh God like a Kramer moment. That's how I picture it. He barely, barely hung on. Oh, hey. Zacchaeus. Oh, less coffee next week, Andrew. Okay. Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house. In great excitement and joy Jesus invited himself to his home one of the first things I see here is we need to learn who we don't say no to I could just picture Zacchaeus really messing up and say well why don't we set a date let's put our calendars together yeah Zacchaeus I got three years here to do all of this so I really need to be right No, if he would have said no to Jesus, not only would he have completely devastated his life on this earth, but he would have jeopardized his eternity. Do not walk by a moment that God ordains and miss it. He was open. I watched before the the show called Hoarders. And one of the things that blows me away because Jesus was going to his home And so in this story or in this idea, if Zacchaeus was a hoarder, he would have said, no, you can't come over because hoarders become hoarders because they begin to shut people out of their lives. And one of the things, the theme that kept coming back to is the family members would say, yeah, we haven't been over in 10 years because they would never let us come inside. And now it's become this way. And the thing I want you to see, the spiritual application for this is is simply this. We have a tendency sometimes to hoard spiritual bitterness and spiritual uh, idols and different things in our lives and hang on to things and everything we welcome in that's not of God pushes a little bit of God out. And the more and more we say, I want to hold on to this and I want to hold on to that, we begin to let go that the things of God and the things that God has called us to say, I ain't got time for that because I'm doing this. And can I tell you that it grieves the Holy Spirit when you say no to God. All he wants to do is just come in and sup with you, eat with you, have a relationship with you. Pastor, you don't understand. I feel terrible because I've done all these things and I've hung on to all these things and now I don't feel like I can even come into the presence of God. And I'm telling you, don't pull away from God when you need it most, run to him, please. You go to the hospital when you're sick. Spiritually speaking, we get spiritually sick and we run from the source of healing, which is Jesus himself. Many of us have had the idea of cleaning up for guests. Zacchaeus could have said, yeah, the house cleaner hadn't come by yet because he was rich. He could have said, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not prepared for all of this. He could have put him off or he could have said, listen, give me a couple hours. I'm going to run home. And as he goes home, cleaning up all the weird nooks and crannies of the house that Jesus isn't going into anyway. How many of you guys have seen those videos when people come over to your house and they run, up, they run upstairs and look around at all the stuff? Nobody, nobody but me. It's funny. But the idea is this. The spiritual application is simple. You will never be clean enough to receive Jesus Christ. Hmm. The most private places of your heart will never be ready for Jesus. And it's for that reason alone that you gotta open the door for him, that you gotta welcome him and be open. This is why you need to allow him into your home, into your heart, into your life, into your mind in its current state not until you have it all figured out. He alone is the one that can bring true purity and cleanliness without judgment or condemnation. Number three, Jesus knows you, so be honest. Jesus knows you, so be honest. Verse seven and eight says this, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. In verse 7, it says the people saw what was happening and they grumbled, they mumbled, they complained. Guys, we got to get past ourselves. It ain't about you now. It was never about you and it won't be about you tomorrow. It's about Jesus in you amen it's about his glory not your own it's the fact that he stepped out of heaven and died on a cross and rose from the dead to save the likes of you and me that is glory to god amen jesus knows you so be honest for far too long we've listened to the opinions of others around us and we've let it discourage our hearts you can never do anything for god because you've got this this and this in your past Why do you even go to church and act the same way you did last week? Shut it out. It's the voice of the enemy and you don't need to entertain it. You don't need to listen to it. You don't need to let it happen. You listen to what God says about you in this book. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the apple of his eye and he loves you. The opinions of others will keep you from doing what God's called you to do if you let it. And the opinions of others sometimes I'll put it this way. The opinions of others don't determine your eternity. Zacchaeus was obedient in verse eight. He said, I'm gonna give half my money to the poor and I'm gonna give four times I've I've stolen back to the people I've cheated. I love it. The lesson here is obedience will cost you something. I can just see Zacchaeus as he's walking home and he's beginning to feel, uh, he's, he's with Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is full of the Holy Spirit and he's beginning to feel in his heart, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? What's gonna happen? What is it gonna be like? And then he stands up and says, hey, Jesus, I'm gonna give half of my stuff to the poor. And then four times, Jesus just said, a rich man can't be saved. It's impossible, it's hard. It's like a camel going through the eye of a needle. Guess what? In one moment, Zacchaeus went from being a rich man to having probably next to nothing. It will cost you something. It will cost you your idols. It will cost you your sin. It will cost you your chains. It will cost you your pride. If you're willing to give all of that up, then give it to Jesus. Number four, Jesus loves you, so be thankful. Jesus loves you, so be thankful. Verse 9 and 10. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For The son of man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Salvation for the son of Abraham, what does that mean? Genesis 15, 6 says, and Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Say faith. You'll get better. Romans chapter 4 verse 1 through 5 says Abraham humanly speaking the founder of our Jewish nation what did he discover about being made right with God if his good deeds had been had made him acceptable to God he would have had something to boast about but that was not God's way for the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and counted him as righteous because of his faith. Say faith. Faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they've earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith. Say faith. Faith. In God, who forgives sinners. You see, it was never connected to the amount of money that Zacchaeus was going to give away but it was connected to the belief, the faith. Faith is simply a choice to believe, friend. It's a condition of the heart. Yes, obedience will cost you something. And yes, it is your faith on Jesus Christ that brings salvation. Both are true. Salvation is for the lost. In order to be found, we have to first know that we're lost. And what I've learned in interacting with people who don't yet have a relationship with Christ is most of the time they know already something's missing, they are lost. You may be here today. Maybe you've gone to church before. Maybe you wandered in here today. Maybe you were invited by a friend. In any case, we welcome you. It is my prayer in these next couple of moments that you'll be able to see that, yes, I might be lost, but Jesus has found me. There's a buzz phrase going around that says, God, I saw what you did for others, now do it for me. I wonder if Zacchaeus was thinking along these lines. Let me explain. In Matthew chapter 9, we see Jesus calling one of his disciples, a man named Matthew, it says... As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come not to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. The passage that Jesus was referring to is in Hosea 6, chapter 6. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. It wasn't about it then, and it never has been. It's not about your stuff. It's about your heart, your life, your mind. God wants you, not your stuff. Zacchaeus gave his stuff away because his stuff had become an idol to him. And like every person from Adam to now, Jesus came to restore a covenant for those that were lost in sin. All we have to do is recognize that he is the only way. Consider this. Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus or else he wouldn't have climbed into a tree. Zacchaeus was a tax collector, as was Matthew. I wonder if at the monthly casino night for all tax collectors the gossip went out did you hear about Matthew and as they sat around the the table playing cards and discussing how much money they had stolen that past month as they sat there and discovered did you hear about Matthew man he gave up everything to follow somebody named Jesus and people chime what an idiot where did he leave his money? Let's go get it. And they're talking and they're making fun. And I picture in my mind, Zacchaeus sitting there listening. And in his heart, he knows he has all the wealth that he could ever wish for. He knows he's got everything the world said he needs to be happy. And God, if you did it for Matthew, if you pass by him, which... Would you pass by me? And it wasn't far after that call of Matthew that Jesus passed by Zacchaeus. And he put himself in a tree, and Jesus saw him. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. You see, I love how Jesus said, this this blows me away, Jesus said, salvation has come to this home today. Remember, Jesus calls himself, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is salvation. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. Better yet, salvation's coming to your house today behold i stand at the door knock if any man would open the door to me he may have eternal life if you're here today i said pastor andrew pray for me when you pray i want to give my life to christ whether it's for the first time or whether it's for it's been a while and you haven't been living for the lord and you if, if you're rededicating your life to christ you know what that means You've slipped away from him you have allowed other things to come into your heart in your life and it's pushed God completely out so I have two questions for you number one if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today not just Savior eternal life but Lord he's in charge or if you say pastor I have slipped away from God I've been living doing my own thing and I need to recommit my life to the Lord I've allowed things to take up space idols and stuff and issues to take up space in my life, and I need to make room for Jesus again. Two questions. Number one, you want to give your heart to Christ. Number two, you want to recommit, rededicate your life to Christ. If that's you today, stand up right now. It takes a little humility. Amen, come on. Right now, stand up right now. Hallelujah, right now. When I want to it on right now. Thank you, stay standing, stay standing. Prayer team, come on up to them. Anybody else, right now, Quickly. Hallelujah. They're right behind you right there. God bless you two sisters. Thank you. Right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bow your heads with me and let's pray. These two precious prayer team, the prayer team people will pray with these guys. And then, come on, bow your heads with me. Church, come on, let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for these two bold people. That walked in humility just now god i pray that your blessing i pray that your anointing i pray that your forgiveness would flow from the throne of god through the cross oh god that they would they would find themselves in a place of a, a, a fresh place with you lord god free and clear and ready to serve you with all that they have and god today lord i pray that we would all we would all take very serious the fact that you've given us the responsibility to reach the lost to invite those in that are outside. God, so that your house may be full. May you, Lord, lay people on our hearts today that you have assigned to us to go and pray for, invite, minister to throughout this month. And Lord Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for doing what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen.